0: following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Are you a homeowner
1: who's dangerous with tools?
2: Oh, yes. We are here. It is the weekend, and we are talking home improvement right here on Image Home Improvement Live. And I am your host, Steve Dubell, and uh, my co-host is actually taking the day off, Blaine. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean...
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, he You're not be, surprised? No, he's a big shot, you know, and he's, he doesn't have to come in if he didn't want to.
2: I know, you know, he but you gotta give him you gotta get him some kudos. You know, he's still on, you know, rehabilitation. He's you know, he's he's taking time and it's just one of those things, you know, he would uh you know, you'd have to have your you know Button on the your finger on the mute button every time he had to cough so he needs oh. to needs to get well
3: yeah he does need to get well oh, so he's sick
2: yeah he's kind of yeah sick and okay. you know he just needs some time away from you no okay. just kidding <laughs> 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 well we won't we'll see him in three weeks then <laughs> <laughs> so but you won't hold that against him of course not all so. right is our man behind as we uh, affectionately called the man behind the sneeze guard taking care of everything that has to do with the show so that. Uh, we can get the word out, and otherwise, otherwise, I couldn't do it without you, Blade. Thank you. Well, yeah. That's right, you couldn't. <laughs> that's a fact. Hey, a, did you do
3: it or not? Did you go yeah. out and play golf on your birthday or what?
2: Yes, I did. I actually okay. went out on Wednesday, and we actually had um, we had some a real good time. It was a great course over in Scottsdale. Um, the gra- the greens were really pretty good. They were a little still a little hard. You know, but there's not. there weren't as hard as I remember some of the fairways uh, when I lived in Chicago because we used to go out early. Now, remember, Chicago's a little different than uh, Arizona. So, you know, now we're talking spring here, but it's still cool back east. And people are probably saying cool. But are you kidding me? It's cold back here. Yeah. But um, when we were in Chicago, we used to go out early like in April and used to get out there, you know, when the green, you know, when the greenway is just starting to come back. And we used to. Hit this one course, we used to call it Concrete Acres. <laughs> and it, the fairways were just like con- you could hit a shot and it would bounce off the fairway, just like if it hit a, a, a slab of concrete. That's how hard the ground was. Oh,
3: yeah, still frozen. So that means yeah. you, if you did it right, you can get 300 yard drive, Steve.
2: Well, yeah, you I mean just have that ball run, phew, Yeah, just down the fairway, you know. But, you know, along the way, you know, I, I kept telling some of the guys I was playing, you know, some of the shots. Were a little, shall we say, errant shots. You know, either either hard left or hard right, and you know, it's there's a there's a um, homeowners association community right around through the whole course. You know, so every now and then I'd hear you know uh, golf balls hitting off the tile roofs and stuff. I'm like, maybe I ought to leave my card over here because they probably need some work after yes. some of these guys go through there. If it's not the tile so much, maybe um, you know. Some of the homes that were in direct line of shots, you had to see. It looked like somebody took, like, the golf balls, and they punctured the stucco. It almost looks like, you know, a target practice. The marks that you leave on the paper, that's what it looked like with little dimples all over the stucco. I'm like, why don't you put up a barrier if you're going to elect to live on a golf course in that area? But, you know, it's it's like – They're uh, just generating business for me. What can I tell you? I know. These
3: barriers are so ugly, though. I know. Aren't they? I know.
2: But, you know, some of these homes, they put these huge, huge 20-foot high or or even higher uh, screens. Nets. Nets across the back of their house. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to live on a golf course, pick a spot where your home is behind the tee, you know, and you're not in the line of these errant shots, and then you could really enjoy it. I've got a friend who lives up in uh, Scottsdale up at uh, McDowell Mountain Ranch. She's got a home that's directly off the side, right by the tee, and there's no way unless somebody turns around and throws the ball at her house that's, right. that she's going to have damage. Anybody, you know, let's say
3: 160 to 240 yards on either side, uh-huh. if you're within that distance, you can just forget it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get pummeled. You know know. that's where shanks go, and that's where duck hooks go. You know I don't know why why you. I've hit a house or two, and wait till uh, Mister Electric uh, tells well, us his Well, we're going to talk to him about now.
2: He just he just goes and uses his bass and starts beating on people. Yes. No, just kidding. Right. You know, I got to say I'm,
4: I'm responsible for quite a few of those uh, stucco. Uh, shams, That's right. You know? okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it adds a certain
2: vintage quality to the residence. It does. Yeah. Well, actually, yes, it does. Yeah, vintage. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's I serious. love using the word vintage, vintage. because yeah, it, it it hides a lot of things. <laughs> and, and that. <laughs> and getting back to, we know, we are here to talk about home improvement, but uh, Sean LaPointe from Mr. Electric here with us, and we're going to be talking about some of the electrical issues. And one of the things that we want to make sure is if you follow us on Facebook, that our Facebook posting for the show today, that the picture that I have on Facebook doesn't look like you, and we want to make sure that Sean's going to be able to help you with that because the last thing we want is you to look like you've been burnt, charred, and your wires are arcing. I mean that just that just goes to say that you know leave electric to the professionals. And I know homeowners, Sean, that actually turn around and they will not touch electric. They've even been scarred by uh, trying it years ago, and they're like, you know, I'm done. I'm not talking. About, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm just going to let the uh, Let, you know, the professionals that like Mr. Electric and some other good companies out there to be able to just handle it for me and know that I have peace of mind. It was done correctly. Some people just like living dangerously. You know what I mean?
4: I don't know how you found that picture of me on the website.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, was that is that is that your garb when you uh, you you know in your off hours when you go play at the with the band? <laughs> yeah, I don the yeah, long wig and I the and long I wig. Rough myself
4: up with some uh, burn marks and, uh, <laughs> 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 and walk around with some live it electrical. Looks,
2: <laughs> it almost looks like it looks like something you know exploded that the wires were attached to, and then the wires are arcing across each other, and just like you know. The last thing you want to do is, you know, it, it's good enough when you come into the show that we want everybody to be charged up, but not <laughs> but. like this. <laughs> this looks really, yeah. this really dangerous. You know, last time I saw
4: something like that, we are we were in a a uh, manufactured home and and they were having some some issues and we pulled a receptacle out and it was aluminum wiring and it was just laying on the screw and this thing started arcing and we both backed up and it was like. <laughs> We're just like, holy cow, it won't stop. Somebody turn the breaker off.
2: Oh, my God. that's I mean, that's crazy. That's
3: crazy. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It wasn't a mobile home? No, it was a manufactured home. Okay, that's all right. Same thing. You got the, Well, he got the terminology right. <laughs> well, okay. well, you know. Well, that's what you got to say. <laughs> hey, well, what's the difference between a modular home and a, and a and manufactured home?
2: You know, I don't know that I have an answer for that. Well, yeah. you know, a modular home, you know, what I would say without – isn't, know, isn't that look, two manufactured have, homes stuck together? <laughs> oh, it's called the double
3: wide. Oh, no, yes. Ding, 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 ding. How about yes? Hello. <laughs> no, but where did that
2: word come from? I don't know. Let me go ask Mr. Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, seriously, Um, it, you know, because they have those. In fact, if you've ever watched television, you know, Tiny Home Nation, where they actually make. A, a home, but it's made, it's framed on like a, a small flatbed. Okay. So that you could actually pull it around almost like, you know, a mobile home would be, but it's made out of, you know, just normal building material.
3: Oh, I see no wheels.
2: No. That's the difference. Well, yeah. I when see. you get to the place that you want it, you could just, you know, drop it. Yeah. But you know, but that's it. It's it's mobile, but it's not a mobile in the sense of a, of being made all in metal. Mm-hmm. You know. I see. Okay. So, in, and so those, cheap. Well, I wouldn't say that, but okay, um, okay. inexpensive. I mean, inexpensive. That's more like. It. I,
4: I beg to differ. Yeah, the market on those things is pretty uh, huge. Yeah. So is we, it? We, yeah, we've we've uh, experienced a little bit of work with those and. Um, and not cheap. They're
2: not, huh? You know, I think one of the things, though, when you talk about not just electrical damage, but other damage like water, because we've experienced a lot of of those where we've called out to be able to deal with some of the roof issues and water and leaks and stuff like that, where um, they're they're a little bit animal. They're different to work on than a home because obviously they're made out of different materials. Plus, some of them are, are they're not the standard code type stuff for a house. They're different. And when you say different, sometimes they're a little more expensive to actually repair than something regularly on your home mm-hmm. you know, and then the wiring you know I agree with you because a lot of times you see um these particular rVs you know you hear, well, this one went up, and when they go when they light up in a fire, they're they're done I mean it, they I had a friend who lived in Chicago who actually their mobile home went up in in a heartbeat it mm-hmm. was gone. It, they just they're just the raging when it fire breaks out and electrical fires could, you know, that's one of the things you want to talk about today because electrical fires will cause a lot of uh, obviously problems. If you don't take if you've got an electrical issue <clears throat> anywhere, but especially in a mobile home, you've got to make sure that you take care of it right away. Otherwise, you know, you're going to have some issues. But uh, what what actually was wrong with that mobile home that you worked on?
4: Um, we didn't actually do any work and we were doing a consult for a new build.
2: Ah, okay. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Oh, yep. right. well, you know, these things, um, uh, these things happen. You got to just do the right, do the right thing and make sure you call the professional. But, um, in our second hour, we're actually going to have, uh, one of our other guests or she, I, as we say, friends of the show. And, uh, Dan always gets a kick so I, I, when I abbreviate that, the FOTS. <laughs> <laughs> friends of the show, friends of the show. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fats. Uh, okay. Brian Molyneux will be here from lost consultants, LLC. And you know, he is our, um, actually our friend for public adjuster. And, uh, if you're having issues with your home and as far as a claim with your insurance company, and you're not, uh, you feel that you're not being treated fairly, then you need to actually give Brian a call because he will, uh intercede, as they say, in between you and the insurance company and make sure that you get what you deserve. Uh, and uh, actually, he will save you, uh, as I love to say, a lot of brain damage. Mm-hmm. When you talk to some of these insurance companies, what, you know, what drives me crazy, guys, is that when you talk to, and I'm sure, tell me if you've experienced something like this. A- and if I, if I ran my business like this and talked to people like this, I, I wouldn't have any work. Call a company customer service. You've got an issue. You want to talk to them about it, and they just—they just, they don't see it your way. But not to the, to, or to the the fact that all they do, if they don't answer your question, they just spew their script mm-hmm. that they have out in front of them. And you know, I had something the other day, and I called called them up, and all I kept getting was. You know, the same script. You know, you need to do this or, or you did this. And I, and I got after the third time, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, are you listening to what I'm saying? Because if you would, you wouldn't be given, you wouldn't be reading your script. And if you're going to read your script, give me a supervisor. Mm-hmm. At least maybe I could, maybe I could reach him because I'm surely not reaching you. I mean, it, it's, it's, and, but it's so frustrating and you waste hours. You do on the phone, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous if it's not your cable company, if it's not your phone company, you know, especially if you have a have a problem you need call a service company, you know, and I know Sean's company's not like that. he answers the phone right away, right? Oh well, we try to well, I know mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer's always there right on the case, and she uh, she picks up the phone, you know, good morning, Mr. Electric. How you doing, Steve? because she recognizes my phone number. You know yeah we, we actually retain a
4: um, an answering service that's live all the time so that's if there's right a time that we can't like if it slips through the cracks or or we can't get it it's gonna roll right over to our uh, yeah. to, to our live guys
2: and that and that would be and that and that's what that's what good companies do. They make sure that we that they answer the phone. They make sure they get back to you because,
3: but that's so frustrating. How long did it take you to, to get it done? And did you finally get it done? Because those phone trees first, and then the guys that don't know what they're talking well, about. Once,
2: well, eventually, you know, and I, and you know what, what got me was that the, we had a, we had um, one of the people from the phone company came to our house, and uh, they were talking about well, they were going to upgrade my uh, speed for my internet. For free, because they've been uh you know a customer for so long, and then the next thing that they wanted to do was turn around and say, "Well by the way um who's your internet provider and i it was't that phone company you know, and they i what would happened after that was you know i said look i I'm no, I don't want to change right now i I'd just rather leave things the way they are because." You know, we're going to be doing some different things later on in the year, and I'm like, I'm not going to change it now, and then have to change it again later. So they said, okay, but you've been a um, a, 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 a customer for so long. We're just going to, uh, you know, within three days, they're going to throw a switch in some in one of the buildings, and your speed's going to be three times faster. I'm like, okay, great. So three four days went along. All of a sudden, I noticed the speed's getting slower. <laughs> so I call up, and then the customer service tells me that. They have um, that my upgrade, so to speak, is that what they call it, is on hold. And I'm like, why is that? And then he turned around and I, he said, well, let me let me look into it. Hold on. He came back about a minute later and he says, the reason that it's on hold is because you have a different Internet provider than us. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any difference. He told me they were going to do it no matter what. <laughs> and he says, no, well, we can't do that. I'm like, OK, so who's lying? I mean, this is what I mean. You get one story from one person, yeah. one from another one. And at that point, that's when the script starts being read, you know? And I'm yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. we're done. But, you know, in the long run, what happened was uh, they couldn't they couldn't upgrade it. But I was able to, uh, you know, because it's packaged to my, uh, my uh, direct TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Package, so he connected me with Directv, and I talked to Directv, and being, and I got the discount I was looking for on the Directv side versus the phone side. Well, that so I was able to get something. Yeah, but that that's
3: a, that's a two-and-a-half-hour oh uh, phone conversation. No,
2: I was in traffic, and I was beating on the dashboard, you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was amazing. All right, when we come back, we've got some other electrical issues, and promise we'll stay on target and on point. Right after we come back, don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live.
1: Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on-site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today. 480-948-4282 or check them out on the web at papagno's.com
5: Good morning, honey. It's the weekend, and you know I have a long list of things that need to be done around the house. You know, some of them are a little bit complicated. Do you think you can handle the list?
1: Sure, honey. No problem. You know I've been doing repairs around the house for years.
5: I know. But sometimes you could be dangerous with tools. Remember the time you tried to change the water heater and put in a new one? That was the great flood of 2015. I don't want that disaster to ever happen again at our house. Maybe we should start listening to that contractor who's on the radio, Steve Debell He has a show called Image Home Improvement Live.
1: Well, I don't know everything about our home, so maybe a little education can do us both good. Where can we find the show?
5: Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.
1: Get your weekly dose of home improvement every Saturday morning on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Don't be a homeowner who's dangerous with tools. Call in with your questions, 480-421-0640. The real estate market in Arizona is forever changing as your home buying and selling needs change through life. You need a realtor that understands the market. Realty Executives has over 50 years of experience providing cutting-edge service and support for all their clients and was ranked a top 25 real estate company in the U.S. Whatever your real estate needs are, you need to contact Rainbow Wheeland, your Realty Executives expert. Call today, 520-818-8933, or find them on the web at phoenixrealtyexecutives.com.
2: Are you tired of the around from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve DuBell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654. Or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com.
5: This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network.
2: All right, we are back, and you tune to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Network, and we are talking with Sean Lapointe today from Mister Electric. And uh, also, Blade is here, and he's actually, you know, subbing for a little bit for Dan because Dan is uh, a little bit under the weather. So uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. So this way, uh, he can get back here and next week and harass Blade. That's right. <laughs> it's <laughs> his job. <laughs> it's his job in life, you know. But we're uh, talking all the things about electrical issues. You know, one of the things too that. Uh, we see is, uh, and I'm sure you see this a lot too, we mentioned a little bit before the break about homeowners, you know, trying to play electrical engineer. And they think that, you know, well, it's a wire, you know, but I don't think, I think the people that are scared to touch electric are people that have gotten burned, so to speak, and had, or shocked is probably a better word. Yeah, gun shy. You know, yeah. because they won't, they won't touch it. And they realize that. It's a lot more serious than it actually is. And they, you know, there's a lot to think about, especially, you know, a professional like yourself is always up to codes on the different things that need to be done. And I don't think a homeowner has no clue because, you know, when I go back in and talk to them about a remodel and I say, well, you know, especially like the new appliances with all the kitchen remodels that we do. Most of the old kitchen electrical wiring is not in the same place, nor is it possibly long enough if they redesign their kitchen. And when I tell them, well, we got to run a new line for this or a new line for that, they're like, they're looking at me like, why? Why can't we use the old one?
4: <laughs> you know, the perception is uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, when you go to use something, you plug some, something like an appliance, it's just an inert object. It doesn't do anything. It just kind of stays there, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, even in the uh, in the building trades, Electrical is kind of considered a non-skilled trade, you know, and so the general consensus is, hey, you know, uh, I plug something in and it works and it's been here for 30 years and every time I plug something in and it works, you know, but what I realize behind the scenes is that, you know, there's, there's, there's chemical interaction and there's, and there's, uh, you know, a physical interaction between, you know, non, you know, similar metals and that kind of thing and over time, you know, the stuff loosens up and, and things start to happen, you get those little scorch marks on the
2: wall. You know, how many oh, times have yeah. you seen that? You know? Yeah. What is that? No, why just we just paint over it? <laughs> I've seen people do that. I see we did it we did we opened up one wall. we opened up <laughs> once that we took the cabinet out and actually there was and you know, how we cut a hole in the back of the cabinet and bring the outlet out so we can put the plate on the inside of the cabinet. And then all of a sudden we took it all apart and looked in behind the cabinet, which you couldn't see was a whole bunch of scorch marks. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's something going on behind here that needs to be checked because, you know, these scorch marks didn't show up for no reason, Mm -hmm. you know, but you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. Especially, especially if you're dealing with, you know, the old statement of, um, you know, aluminum wiring like that one house that Sean's actually helping us with, with our uh, kitchen remodel. They've got aluminum wiring in the house and then, you know, the, the um, manufacturer for the new appliances actually uh, are stating one thing and yet it doesn't fit to, uh, to what we're seeing in our particular remodel, which it was case in point talking about somebody who, is just reading a script or doesn't know anything about a technical, you know, a technical question. Case in point, this one customer that are Sean and I are working on over in Scottsdale, the homeowner came over to me the other day and they said, you know, by the way, I'm looking at this oven and it's telling me houses with aluminum wiring, add a section of copper wire, make sure that you know the copper and the aluminum are You know, you use the proper uh, materials to join the two together, which, you know, has changed over the years. And then you can hook it up and you should be, you know, basically be fine. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not the case. In our case, the line was long enough to be able to be moved and hooked up to the stove. So I said, are they telling me that they have to have this copper wiring hooked up? Or is the aluminum wire, if it's long enough, acceptable? Because the instructions in the manual didn't specify the particular situation. I think I interpreted it as they're saying, okay, your wire's probably not long enough, so this is what you need to do because, you know, we want to make sure that you use, you know, copper attached to it and not aluminum. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. It doesn't specific specifically tell you that you could, you know, use aluminum direct if it's long enough. So I call up the manufacturer, and I get this lady on the phone. The first thing I said to her was, "I have a technical question. Can you answer a technical question for me, or do you need to get, send me to a tech department, or what, or or what's the deal?" No, no, I can answer the question. Okay, so I proceed to go through this whole story and explain why do we to her, need the one
4: foot piece of why copper? do we
2: need this one piece foot of copper it's like is it what's the situation and it got to the point you know when when she when she saw where i was going she she knew i knew she had no clue what i was talking about nor i said they're not clear what did they mean and they and she couldn't answer me and that's when the script started over and over and over and like yeah. look i'm look i'm done So I said, so you're telling me that, first of all, the homeowner asked me to call to get it clarified. I called the manufacturer. You're the representative. You're telling me that you can't answer me the question. And you want me to go back to the homeowner and tell her that I called. The manufacturer doesn't know. And if for peace of mind, peace of mind, that they're going to have to run a brand new copper home run from the from the panel box over to the kitchen to that same receptacle, and it's going to cost them maybe another three hundred, four hundred bucks. I mean, to do that, I says, and "That's what you're telling me." And she was like, "I got her so flustered." And I'm like, "You know, thanks so much for all your help, but you didn't give me any. Goodbye." Mm-hmm. And and I and I hung up. Because mm-hmm. then I called the homeowner up. I said, you know, the only good thing about me calling this manufacturer up is that I saved you all this brain damage. Because yeah. when I got off the phone with her, I could have I could have chewed yep. steel. That's how that's how upset I chewed was. Chewed
4: steel. Chewed awesome. steel. Yeah. I mean
2: I mean, really, I was so upset. Why if you can't answer it? Why don't you say, well, you know, and then eventually she said, as we kept going through this, well, I don't, you know, we don't have a tech department. Well, what do you do when you have a technical question? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, uh, we, and nobody we, was there that can answer and clarify the manual. So I called the homeowner. I said, look, said, I don't have an answer for you because they don't have an answer. You know, so, um, you know, we still, that's an issue that we still have to work on. Oh, boy. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's still,
4: still commonplace to have um, aluminum wiring for for what we call a you know dedicated appliance circuits like uh, you know air conditioners and and ranges and that kind of thing because we really not you know connecting to similar metals you know as a standard and so you know the termination is good for aluminum the uh, there's no splice in the line right and and the other end that you terminate is also good for aluminum and so it's still you know a generally accepted practice
2: you know I think what she said was like she said oh and she was trying to get out of it. Well, you need to contact, you know, uh, an appliance installer or your or your local electrician. I'm like, okay, well, this is what my. Then I told her, I said, well, this is what my electrician said. Call you to get clarification of what's in the manual. I said, I know what needs to be done, and, and she kept trying to get back to the point of. Well, you know, you have to make sure that you use the proper connections to take copper and aluminum. like, aren't you listening to what I'm saying? We don't need the copper piece of foot wire. We don't. We have enough wire. It's a direct wire. When you put that oven in. Oh, and then the other thing I asked her, I said, is the back of the oven that we're buying, because I gave her the model number and everything else, does it have a pigtail on the end that gets spliced into the line in the wall? And she couldn't tell me. Oh. She couldn't tell me. <laughs> so I th- what I left it with the homeowner was she actually was going to go down to an appliance, one of the appliance stores and actually if they have one of the same units, go and look and see if they actually supply a, a copper pigtail that could actually have to be hooked up to the line that we have in the wall. And at that point, we'll use the proper connections. I said, but that's the only thing I could do. I wish I had an answer for you. So she said, "No, that's okay. I'll go. I'll go down. I'll find. There's plenty of appliance uh, people around here that could do that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I think. That's where we are right now with that.
4: Yeah, and without doing further research, I mean, and there could be a legitimate reason why I need to have a you know one foot piece there, but
2: you yeah. know, I think
4: it all comes down to they want to you know make sure that the are part of the connection yeah. is is." is Copper to copper. That's
2: amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star World Wide Networks.
1: Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. summit funding the home loan experts their company mission is to change people's lives by fulfilling their dreams of home ownership. whether you're looking to purchase now or in the future summit funding is here to help with a variety of loan and down payment assistance programs let us educate and guide you through the home loan process with offices in phoenix tempe scottsdale chandler and tucson there's one near you learn more call today 520 or find them on the web at summitfunding.net. Are you trying to make home heating more eco-friendly with your fireplace?
6: I'm Danny Lippford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about some do's and don'ts right after this.
7: Visit Today's Homeowner.com now and enter the Win Danny and his crew contest brought to you by Leviton. You could win a visit from Danny and the gang. They'll spend the day helping you take care of those pesky repair and maintenance chores that keep piling up. And you'll have a starring role in a special episode of the Today's Homeowner TV show. Enter now at todayshomeowner.com slash danny No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of the United States 21 years of age or older. Void war prohibited. Promotion ends 2
6: 16 For official rules and complete details, visit todayshomeowner.com slash rules. I recently heard someone say they were saving trees by rolling up their old newspapers to burn in their fireplace. The problem with that plan is that the only way newspapers can burn effectively is to machine compress them, and the energy required to do that takes away the green advantage. Otherwise, it burns too hot and fast, which can damage your flu, not to mention the ash that it throws out into the air. So recycle the newspapers. For a green fireplace, try using manufactured logs. They burn cleaner than wood logs. To minimize the wood smoke pollution from your fireplace or wood stove, light it correctly. Burn only dry, seasoned wood. Start a small fire using soft woods and add larger hardwood logs once the fire gets going. Remember, excess smoke is a sign that your fire wasn't lit properly and isn't burning correctly. I'm Danny Lippard with tips for today's
1: homeowner. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies, three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. This is Chris
5: Grundy, host of
0: DIY Network's Cool Tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve DuBell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo!
2: All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live right here. And uh, we're talking uh, all things, you know, Blade World, as as we say, and this one's for Dan. You know, we're all charged up today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We have Sean LaPointe here from Mr. Electric, and we are talking everything that has to do with you know, the, the the like we say, the silent power source that actually takes care of everything in your home. And like Sean had said in the last segment, you know, a lot of times we take those things for granted. You know, we plug something in, it's stationary, you know, and we assume everything is to be all right. But, you know, like a lot of times in previous shows, remember, uh, we were talking with Dan and, you know, a lot of times their fires actually break out from appliances that are plugged into – walls that maybe the appliance itself is defective, and then before you know it, you've got a big problem. You know, how um, How do we guard against that? I mean, is there any electrical thing that we can guard against it in, if an appliance decides to go bad? Well,
4: there's uh, a code that's been in place for uh, quite some time that requires all of the kitchen receptacles over the countertops to be GFCI protected. That way, if there's any sort of a uh, a ground fault, um, then they'll trip immediately.
2: Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times you'll find something like I think one of the things that uh, it was years ago. What was it? Um, who used to make the Mister Coffee way back in the way back? I think in I think it was in the 90s when all of a sudden the the coffee machines like used to break out and they used to. Uh, catch fire? Yeah, they used to <laughs> dance. Yeah, they were dancing, all right. Used to catch fire. I mean, that was, like, really scary because, you know, think about this. And I know Dan is always being the safety advocate, but think about the reality of it. You turn around, and if you plug something in, like a toaster or uh, a microwave or a blender or something like that, you plug in the wall. If it's, if, if it's something you're going to leave on your counter, like all those items, why would you why would you unplug it? Because once you plug it in, you use it, you clean it, you leave it there you don't put it away it 's hoster it yep. always stays yep. on the counter. Yep. You know how many times would you go in there and every time you go to use it, it's just plug it in you just you, you just don't do that it 's not habit. People just don't get in the habit of unplugging all their appliances after they get done using it. Are you suggesting we should do that? Well, I think you know based on like information that we see you know depending on uh there are um, consumer, uh, websites out there that, that show and actually, uh, can tell you which appliances, uh, had recalls. And I think those I would, you know, check to see if exactly your particular appliance that you're using, whether it be a small one or, or something larger is on a recall list and what it was on recall list for. Now, if it was just a part, that's fine. If it was something electrical, then I would, you know, consider getting it replaced with a different brand. Yeah, that would be the uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission. Yeah, yeah, because that would yeah. be uh, those are things that you need to be you need to be aware of. And some people, you know, they the product manufacturer is not going to go out there and put a big sign on the shelf, you know, beware this could, you know. Like much like, um, beware our product stinks. Yeah, our yeah, product stinks. No, well, no, but <laughs> they're not you know do that. <laughs> it could. But you know, seriously, when you see, like for instance, some of these newer um, drugs that they have out for these different, um, you know, problems that people have, you know, ailments. Okay, years ago when we grew up, we never saw some of these names. You know, every other day you see something else on a commercial. You know, and then they read the disclaimer. And it could possibly cause this, this, and meanwhile, they're reading the list like it's the Declaration of Independence. It's got so many words in it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why would you go even attempt to use it if you're going to have a chance of having all these other things go wrong? Mm-hmm. So you're trading off one for another. I mean, so. <laughs> is there any
3: other commercial that says that you may kill yourself after you know after you use our product? Well, like I think <laughs>
2: what it should say is if you, <laughs> you use this product, you could die. <laughs> yeah, oh, and no, make no, it nice, short, no, and sweet, Now, that's some terrific hard, advertising, I'm yeah, telling you. Right, short, you know. sweet, and hard to beat. But, you yeah. know, but they always have somebody on there that's really... You know, having a really outdoors, having a loving relationship with their family, their friends, they're having a party, and they're reading all this stuff. You know, I'm like, can you imagine if a manufacturer did that for something on, you know, hey, you know, why don't you buy our toaster? But you know, there could be some, there could be some issues, uh, and beware that it could do this, it could start fire, it could explode. Uh, you know, you know, come on, I mean, it's ridiculous. If yeah. you're gonna make a product, make it safe. I mean, if there's something wrong with it, recall it and get, and get it off the shelves. Yep. It's toasters that are notorious, though, aren't toasters. they? Toasters. Well, you know. Well, it all comes down to a loose connection,
4: and really. And we find that in electrical systems, too. It's, uh, you know, a breaker's designed to, um, you know, to trip when there's a short, and it seems like an obvious thing to take care of. But what they're not designed to, um, to protect against is heat that develops over time due to a loose connection. Um, and, and that's when you see the, the house fires. Like You got this connection in the attic, and it may be just, uh, you know, we've probably seen it where it's been taped, you know, like black electrical tape. They just kind of took the wires and taped them up a little bit. Hey, that's yeah. good. And, and uh, Well, they're not touching and, anything because the yeah. tape's are around. And they're it. not even touching each other hardly, and that's where and that's, the issue comes in. Then heat yeah. builds up, and then next thing you know, you got a house fire.
2: Well, I think that's what happens. Like when Dan goes up and does inspections, anyway, he, I can't tell you how many times he's gone up there and – you're first of all, you're lucky if you find a J-Box up there where there are lines coming into. And sometimes, you know, uh, I think the last one he showed me was just unbelievable. The box was overloaded with spliced lines. Mm-hmm. If they, but they ran it into the J-Box. But, you know, the box is only like four inches square. You know, it, how much wire can you put in there? And he had, it was overloaded. I think they used every punch out that was in the box and ran a wire in, and he had everything was all wired. You couldn't even push it all in and put a cap on it. So it's like all <laughs> open, but, well, at least I got them together. You know, I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about some safety some safety items that you need to know and some tips to make sure that, you know, spring is coming and, you know, that big air conditioning is going to be kicking in here. In a not-too-distant uh, future, especially back east and the Midwest, it's already kicked in here in Phoenix. It's uh, it's like 90 degrees on the golf course the other day. That's air conditioning weather to me, baby. So, We'll see you when we get on the other side of the break. Don't go away. In this high-tech world of stock market trading, you need an edge to compete and grow. Here's Gabe Asour about how you can get that edge. It's called the Robotic Trader.
6: The Robotic Trader, it's it's fully automated. It it starts in the morning at 9.30 for you automatically. It looks at 8,000 equity symbols in 22 seconds. It will execute the buy and the sell automatically. Take your profits, put it in your account, and it shuts itself
1: off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Do what I did. Get the Robotic Trader and get your edge today. Call today,
1: 623-271-2638. Or find them on the web at roboticreturns.com. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619. Or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Kaiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today. 602-944-4600 or kaikoroofing.com
6: Did you know that your home can have good condensation and bad condensation? I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and after the break, we'll look at some solutions for the negative side of sweating right after this. Visit Homeowner.com now and enter the Win Danny and his crew
7: contest brought to you by Leviton. You could win a visit from Danny and the gang. They'll spend the day helping you take care of those pesky repair and maintenance chores that keep piling up. And you'll have a star enroll role in a special episode of the Today's Homeowner TV show. Enter now at todayshomeowner.com slash windanny. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of the United States 21 years of age or older. Void war prohibited. Promotion ends 2 For official rules and complete details, visit todayshomeowner.com
6: rules. One of the best energy-efficient features a home can have is insulated windows. They help keep the temperature indoors comfortable, but it's not uncommon to see these windows sweating during temperature extremes. If condensation forms on the outside of your window, that's a good thing. It means the window's doing its job. But if condensation forms on the inside, you have a problem. It usually means outside air is somehow migrating inside, or humidity levels inside are just too high. To help combat this moisture, seal any gaps and cracks surrounding the insulated window using a good quality acrylic latex caulk be sure to use ventilation fans in bathrooms and kitchens and if needed use a dehumidifier to lower indoor humidity the ideal range you want inside is between 35 and 50 percent i'm danny lipford with tips for today's homeowner this is
4: jimmy johnson nascar driver of the number 48 lowe chevrolet you're listening to image home improvement
3: live
2: All right, we are back, and you were tuned to Image Home Improvement Live right here, and it's um, it's the weekend, as they say. Blade, you know, what do you got anything planned for this weekend? Well, you know, first
3: of all, if you're not going to the Cubs game, don't go up 101. You know, there's a Cubs game today. Oh! They, you know, and then wait,
2: they... Wait a minute, there's a Cubs game today? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Spring hmm, training thing, so. Maybe I should check and see if Dan's around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, he'll be feeling a whole heck of a lot better. You
2: never know. I mean, you know, because, you know, he just... He lives for those things. Yeah, every year, you know, it's like, you know, hey, it's it's our year. Yeah.
3: It's our year. <laughs> I know. It, but, you it know, was uh, your year.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, no. They're, no, they, they played really well last year. It's just that the Mets were better.
3: Well, well uh, there's the here we go again with that. The Mets and the, you know. But they're, <laughs> uh, then now they're talking about them winning the whole thing this year, Steve. The, whole, the Cubs winning the whole deal. And then people are serious about you it. You think so? Uh, no. But that's what everyone says.
2: Well, see, they had their best shot last year because that was the – the, the theme on Back to the Future. What on Back to the Future? What does he mean, Mister ba- Electric?
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it's predicting the future. No, yeah, Back to the movie. Uh, yeah. You know, you um,
2: remember that? Mm, mm, you don't remember that?
3: Nah, one of the few that didn't see it.
2: Oh well, I
3: mean it. I never saw it.
2: Okay, so okay. what it was was in, in Back to in the Back to the Future in the future in two thousand fifteen. The Cubs won the World oh. Series. Okay. So then after they were losing, okay, I started seeing, you know, how the – if you watch the movie, the the newspaper print was changing from what it was when uh, – what's-his-name was looking at it and he was reading it, and all of a sudden it changed from Cubs win World Series to – New York Mets win World Series, <laughs> and I'm like, everybody's freaking out, like, "Oh no, not again! We're going to lose it again." Yeah. But they really played, so it's going to be a really good, really good season this year. The Mets are looking really good. Cubs are going to be great. It's going to be another great baseball season. It is. Hopefully, the Diamondbacks will be up in the running in the, uh, you know, out here in the West. So that I would hope be, so. They've that got, would be nice.
3: They've got that, those two new pitchers, and so that's good. That's really, really. We good. We
2: haven't but... seen. I mean, I remember going to the. One of the playoff games in two thousand one. Um, that
3: is the greatest World Series. World, World Se- That's the
2: only World Series game I've ever gone to, and that was the sixth game of the World Series between the Yankees Your and kid. the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Wow. And and they just hammered the Yankees that that uh, that game to get even with them again. Well, that that's remember when what was it? Bung Young Kim when he kept <laughs> blowing all those games. We should have won it in five. And he kept blowing the lead. The Yankees won. I mean, you know, come on. It's like that old Yogi Berra saying it's not over till it's over. Oh, isn't that something that applies so much? It's
3: never over till it's over, especially in baseball. But that's that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And finally, on the last play of the World Series, Diamondbacks won it. I Why do I want to say Bobby Womack or what was his
2: name? Tony Womack. Tony Womack. Remember that? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely good. Actually, it was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that's in sean's other day that was in sean's other life when he was playing baseball yeah now we now we had to from, hang up professional baseball
4: because i just took too much of my time
2: he went from baseball to uh <laughs> he went from baseball to <laughs> rock and roll rock and roll and then electric <laughs> yeah, well, there you what, go. what what kind, that's a great it seems like a natural progression it's to me, exactly right That's exactly right where are you going next no, it's just kidding don't fishing. go don't go with <laughs> fishing. don't go anywhere. <laughs> we need you. The homes need you here in phoenix but uh no t- talking about some different things, okay, so spring is coming, and you know a lot of homes that um we run into um uh, if they wanna do an upgrade, a lot of times their panel is not up to up to uh shall we say up to par. We were talking golf before. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been up to par because they either have an older panel and they're wanting to add a whole lot more onto their house and they just need everything. What's involved in, in a panel change out so that people understand that, you know, it's not just, it's not a quickie. It's not a quick fix. You can't do it in one, you know, usually the time it takes time. It takes planning. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Um, yeah, the general procedure is the
4: first place we start when a customer is interested in having their panel replaced is we go to the power company and we get them to get a designer out and we have them basically qualify the job. Um, power standards have changed, especially in relation to locations uh, over time. So what may have been acceptable thirty years ago, you know, to APS or SRP, may now uh, and, and to local city codes as well, may no longer be the case. And so they come out and they say, "Yep, yep, definitely this guy's ready for an upgrade." However, based on current guidelines, we're now going to have to locate it here because we need X amount of clearance, or you know, this big tree that's since grown in is either going to have to be removed, or we're going to have to relocate the lines. And the same with the underground lines too. Sometimes the uh, you know the, the stuff that was pulled in 30 years ago, uh, you know, it may be direct burial and it may be quite small, and and uh, you know they may need to uh, upgrade the service laterals as well.
2: Yeah, it's true. And a lot of times, if people don't don't understand. That uh, as we said, like we were talking about kitchen before, what was good years ago is not is probably not good enough for today's standards because obviously the standards have gotten a little more strict. Obviously, from a because of a safety factor. Plus, you know, t- technology evolves, and so do appliances and everything else you plug in. So it's it's going to be good. And even though, like for instance, a lot of like being that we do deal with a lot of hand tools. You know, a lot of the tools now are more um, lithium powered, and I think that probably I think there's another one out now that's that's that where you can get like an unbelievable amount of power. I think it's even better than lithium. Not all the tool companies have them yet. Would that be the new kryptonite battery? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, take care of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously. The big ones for us um, that we're starting
4: to see very commonplace, you know, electrical, electric vehicles are, are, are becoming uh, more prevalent than, than ever. And and everybody's like, hey, you know, I just need to put a charger. Can you just come over here and install this? And the very very first thing we do is we do a load calculation on the house, and we determine whether or not uh, they have enough capacity to actually put this, you know, either a, a 40 amp or or 100 amp charge, especially the new yeah. Tesla charge, 100 amp wall station, 100 amp to th- charge car batteries. Yeah,
2: well, to pl- to plug in, to plug your car, to charge a right? car, to charge a car. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I've got a, I've got a customer actually, and they're, sure they're good friends that actually live in Scottsdale, and they have um, besides. Besides being in in an area that is, I mean, the house is a modest house. It's two-story. It's probably about maybe 2,000 square feet, but they've got solar panels on their home. So, therefore, they've got, you know, some extra electrical, you know, equipment for the solar panels. Plus, they've got a charging station for their car because they've got an electric car, which he swears by. You know, so think about all yeah, the yeah, power. You charge it like your phone. You know,
3: like every night you plug that you know, thing. You
2: plug it in when you yeah, get in. Yeah. You just plug it in and just you get up in the morning. You unplug it and you know, and you're done. Yep. And then level two chargers um, typically
4: require uh, you know a thirty to forty amp circuit, and and it'll and it'll push that continuously for about four or five hours.
2: So you, you know, it's so big deal, so you know. most of the time, it probably if somebody needed, if they're going to buy an electric car, that's an that's an issue they have to deal with because besides figuring out. What their, you know, what their routine is, if they have enough power to get to where they're going and back again. They have to make sure that their home has enough power to support the charger. Absolutely. And, and when you have Mr.
4: Electric out, that one of the first things we do, hey, you're putting in a car charger, we're going we're gonna to take a look at, uh, at the rest of the system and look at it. I can't tell you, you know, there's been more than once or twice where you know, we've, we've told a customer, look, in, in order to do this, we're going to have to upgrade your service. And, um, and what they ended up doing is, well, I'm just going to get a second opinion. And so they find a, you know, another electrician who's not nearly as educated. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, they got their, you know, there they is with their brand-new charger grossly overloading their service now. And, you know, the guy that they found for, you know, 100 bucks less uh, just, 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 like, created a safety issue.
2: Well, yeah, because then what's going to happen if, if, it's, if it's pulling too, too many amps? you are going to create heat. And, and, I mean, how many times has Dan gone through and he's seen burnt breakers? And, and stuff that was arcing in the box because you've got that, those same black marks on it we yeah. talked about earlier, right on the uh, right on that you know in the box right next to the charger and then if the metal in the breaker start to arc now you've got a big problem because you're going to not only damage the you know, the breaker you could always fix but the box itself is going to start causing damage because of. The, where that breaker plugs into I mean, and mean it's,
4: it's called annealment you know when the, when the metal heats up beyond a certain point uh, it really changes the uh, you know the molecular composition of it and the NFPA actually says any signs of discoloration or corrosion um, you know, is considered annealment and is no longer ul listed to carry the original current it was rated for
2: Wow it shall be replaced that's right so yeah. you, you you've got to be careful so that's one thing and obviously more with the advent of more electric cars, Uh, on the street and people actually buying them. I mean, I know our friends are retired, so they don't have, um, I mean, they don't go and put as many miles on as I do every day. But, you know, they probably, if they go somewhere, you know, I think they usually maybe uh, do maybe 70 miles. But you think about 70 miles, you know, from like if you live in North Phoenix and you drive into, or say you live in Scottsdale and you drive into Phoenix and maybe just go to a couple of different places and you drive back home again, you're done. Oh, you're saying a 70 mile max? Yeah, on well, the, I'm just saying, I think it's, some, a, cars, it's a, yeah. some cars, yeah. But before you need another charge. So it's like, well, what do you do if there's like, you know, you've got you've to really plan out where you go to make sure that you have enough power. Otherwise, you could be sitting on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. And you can't just go down a Circle K with a gas can.
3: Don't they provide gas, though, just in case you run out of power? Don't those electrical cars Not do that? Not
2: everyone. Not everyone. Not no. everyone. Oh. I, think, I think I think. the Prius is totally electric, mm-hmm. so there's no backup, you know. But if you get a hybrid, then you have the yeah. best of both worlds, then you're, you're doing a little better. Like, yeah, the, yeah, Like the Chevy Volt. yeah. It's
4: like that huh i do yeah you want yeah. you might get one um maybe when i grow up
2: <laughs> when he grows up, it won't <laughs> fit the basin the car is too small well what happens
3: when you run out of power let's say let's say your battery dies and you're you know 20 miles out how do you well you have to get it towed
2: or pretty is, much yeah pretty much yeah. call a tow truck they'll Ugh. throw it up on a flatbed and they'll take you back to wherever you want to go that may be $100, $150 bucks later. But
4: the hybrid technology is interesting. I had a guy come to me uh, um, said wanted to, to discuss with me about changing my fleet over to hybrid vans. These, these vans had V8 motors in them, but the V8 motor drove a generator. It wasn't connected to the powertrain. And so it was pretty interesting. You know, this thing would run on batteries for a while, and then when the batteries were out, this VA would drive this, would drive this uh, you know, generator. And this van was quick. I mean, Wow. <laughs> it was like a race car. And and plus, a, plus the batteries, and it made you a know, lower center of gravity, and this thing really handled much
3: better than a regular van. Jesus, that's amazing. So you're going to yeah. need these battery charging stations now, like you're going to need gas stations. Well,
2: well, yeah. Now, there's a company in North Scottsdale that actually, I'm trying to get him on the show because I'd like to uh, uh, let the listeners know a little more about, you know, obviously, trends. And this is a trend that he's actually working on um, uh, a crowdfunding project to actually put – Charging stations, like every fifty miles ah. on I ten between Phoenix and L A, because that's a, obviously a straight road. You could fifty miles. I mean, you know, fifty miles is fifty miles. But you're going to need a lot of them. It's four hundred some miles to L A. Yeah, from here. So you're going to need, you know, maybe eight of them.
3: Mister Electric, it's a new endeavor for you. There you
4: go. <laughs> Think about <laughs> it. Gotta be honest with you. We are uh, we are affiliated yeah. with quite a few quite a few manufacturers.
2: Uh, Sean, give our listeners um, your contact information so they can uh,
4: find you. You can find us on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. You can also get us
2: uh, via telephone at 480-503-1339. And you can also find us on our show website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. And, uh, Sean, thanks for being here. Next time, bring the bass. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Okay. we'll (laughs) We'll see you on the other side of the break.
1: Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today. 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com.
2: Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust. The pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com.
1: Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA
0: The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m.
5: Hi,
2: right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and uh, we are here for our number two Right here this Saturday morning, and there's a there's a whole lot to talk about. We want to thank Sean Lapointe from Mister Electric for coming in. Uh, and again, um, electric is nothing that you should basically mess around with. Uh, leave it to the qualified professionals. Because guess what? You know how many times, Blade, have you tar- listened on the radio where all of a sudden you know it seems like every morning we're hearing there was another fire here or a fire there. And you know it could be from wiring, it could be from you know some other some other issue, but most of the time it's it's electric electrical, fire, it's electrical fires electrical fires are than... very scary, yeah, you know, and then the other thing too is you got to mention you know how these things go hand in hand. Our next guest, Brian Mullyneux from lost consultants l l c is going to be with us, but you know the one thing that you know that Brian deals with a lot. Is some of these issues with the restoration and our wonderful insurance companies who are always, always so accommodating to help their insured out. And if you could notice the little bit of sarcasm I have in my voice, because it's the truth, that they don't always take care of their insured in the way that you as a homeowner would expect them to. And um, they're
0: great till they have to pay.
2: That's right. And welcome from <laughs> nice the and show. nice and sweet till the check has to be written. <laughs> that's that true. It, uh, that's yeah. true. You know, and you know, it, I think that's what gets people the most frustrating is that they don't, they just don't perform. They think they're gonna, they think they're gonna go away, and you know, and, you know, Brian and I actually had, we had contacted, uh, and this is going back. I oh my God, I think two years. It has to be. It has to be at least two years. This guy in North Scottsdale had a flat roof, and I got the lead from um, our Keiko Roofing and one of our other great sponsors. And I went up there to look, and the water damage was just unbelievable. And when I got there, I knew that there was mold in the wall. You could see the darkness in the different areas, not to mention that, you know, you could smell it. You didn't even have to test for it. You could smell it. Yep. And he's got – he must have emptied Home Depot out and bought every blue tarp that he could mm-hmm. to cover the roof. OK, but this has been going on for like two years now. And as far as I know, it's still not still not fixed. And he's fighting with the insurance company because the insurance company isn't responding to him at all. And it's it's just like they don't want to pay. I don't you know, I, they think this guy is going to go away. I mean, Lord knows, I think he, he probably and then I think I think, what was it, about nine months ago, I got an email from him and he said that he had um gone to see an attorney, to fight them and give them, you know, uh, start a lawsuit. And? And to, to try and get them to, hey, oh, hey, how about just answer in the phone mm-hmm. and talk to me about my complaint? You know, I mean, and then come to some kind of resolution. If you're in business, these people shouldn't even be in business. It's ridiculous.
0: It, it is. They're very disappointing sometimes. Some claims go very, uh, very bad very quickly. And it's really up. The field adjuster is the key. They may read it wrong. They may not do it right. And then it just goes by way of normal routine. Keep denying it. Hopefully, uh, you'll stop calling.
2: Yeah, hopefully. I can
0: recommend everybody, whatever you say to an insurance company, put it in writing afterwards and make sure they get it. Yeah. Email it, fax it, and overnight it, or all three. Or all three. So that once you're on the record, because they can say, well, yeah, they called, but we told them no, and we haven't heard anything since. Yeah. and you have certain time limits to do certain things. And, you know, you can file proof of loss very quickly, and then they have 30 days. Sure, this company doesn't answer me. I file proof of loss. They've got to respond in 30 days by law. So there are a lot of things you can do. But if you don't know, and they're not going to tell you.
2: Oh, yeah, of course not.
0: So that's the problem. But there is a lot of resources out there and, uh, to help people. But most people don't know that help's available.
2: Yeah, and I think, and that's what happens. That's you know, they become frustrated. They don't know, they don't know what to do, you know. And uh, we've seen a lot of that with a lot of different homeowners, and probably I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of business owners too, where the insurance company is just like, you know, it. They just don't want to shell out the money that actually that they're getting every. You know, they're just pulling it all in every month. Everybody's paying their paying their bill, and all of a sudden they got to put pay on a claim. It's like, you know. They put the blinders on. They just don't want to do it.
0: Unfortunately, it's the 3Ds with a lot of them, and one of their major consultants that consult a lot of uh, insurance companies. Um, it's the 3Ds, delay, deny, defend.
2: Delay, deny, defend.
0: <laughs> and that was one of their seminars on how to reduce claim costs.
2: And so, but then they actually, they, they, they act, teach that? They teach people how to do that. Came
0: out in a court case about six years ago where um, – the insurance companies used this one consulting firm and like three or four of the major insurance companies used them and it took that attorney who was suing one of those carriers um 4 years to get that seminar and then he presented in court and of course the insurance company lost very quickly <laughs> but that was one of the main topics was wow. delay deny defend the more the, the more they can hold on to the money they're delaying it so they're making money on on they're the making money. money on the money yeah um deny if uh, if they think they can get out of it they will and defend it harshly so most people give up
2: yeah i mean when they give up but do you think about it? if it's a if it's a um a a major claim okay it be, they may not be able to be able to handle the repair so then you know there are other resources and then you know the thing too is like like i said if i've had good results with some of the media Uh, stations here where I've had a consumer issue, not an insurance issue, but some consumer issues. And also we've actually had some good results with our friends over at uh, channel 12 here in Phoenix with their call to action, where we actually had an issue with um, one of the insurance companies uh, all of a sudden decided that they were going to change the rules in midstream because they had said, okay, you get installment payments at, certain amount of work being done. And, you know, and then they say, well, you know, maybe 20%, 50%, 75%. Okay. So we were working on one over on the West side. It was a vandalism in the home. They said at 50%, you get another installment check. I'm like, okay. So we had the, I I met the, and this is the other thing too. The timing is unbelievable. You call for an appraiser to come out and take a look and see how much progress you've made so did you get an installment payment? It takes 72 hours before they'll call you after you call them. Then, they'll then book they you have in a to week. Make, yeah, then they have to come out, then it's another week before they get out there. Then they get out there and they look at it and everything and I go walk it through with them and I sign their paper and she makes her notes and everything else and then all of a sudden you know, the homeowner called and said, "Okay, cuz he's checking everything online like every day." Okay? Then he checks it, "Okay, it's done." He makes a phone call. They said, no problem. You'll have your check within 48 hours. We're going to FedEx it out. Okay? Two two days go by, three days go by, four days go by, no check. So finally, both of us get on the phone, and we talked to them. He got a hold of the, you know, after we, he had worked his way up through past customer service. So we got to the right person. And then all of a sudden, you know, they said, well, no. He said, you need to be at 75%. And meanwhile, when the appraiser came out, she said we were at 65% and we're only supposed to be at 50 to get another check. So at that point, you know, one of the things that really got to me, and that's one of the reasons I called channel 12 was that the homeowner said to me, this is right around the holidays before like Thanksgiving. And I, if they would have been in a timely manner, sending the money like they should, as I made progress, he could have been in his home with his family as a single dad with three kids before Christmas. So They were just dragging their feet. So after this phone call, he sat down with his kids and said, look, we can't get kids. You know, Steve's doing everything he can to get the house done, but the bank is screwing around, not giving him the money he needs when he needs it. We can't have Christmas this year, he says. But in the spring, when the house is all done, we'll spend, you know, we'll take a a long weekend and we'll, we'll have Christmas. The eight-year-old boy turns around to his dad and says, and this is where I really lost it. That's when I called Channel 12. He said, Dad, I understand. He says, the only thing I want for Christmas is my room. <laughs> and I'm like, I, 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 I almost broke into tears. I'm like, that's it. I'm calling Channel 12. Now it's personal because, you know, you're screwing around with somebody. I mean, he's a single dad. He's trying to make... Make it he's got his house. He all he wants to do is move back in. And the people that are there supposedly to help him get back in aren't doing their job. And guess what? I called Channel Twelve and this was like maybe a week before Christmas. And they took it personal. They said, This is a great story. It needs to be told before Christmas. Within three days, I had a check in my installment payment. And I said to them, I said, Okay, who says how who creates the percentage plateau. And who's to say what's 20, 50, or 75? I turn around and I said, when I said we were at you know, 75 later on, this is another time. This is for the, this is for the last check. You know, uh, Everybody's got a difference of opinion. Well, who makes that rule? How do we know? Is this the appraiser all of a sudden arbitrarily says, okay, you're at 65% or 50%? Who makes that rule?
0: Nobody's. The banks aren't regulated enough to deal with it. They're understaffed in those departments. And I go through that all the time with them. Same scenario. Then I have to go back and fight with the insurance company because the insurance company and I agree, okay, it's six months to complete this fire. But we don't get the money from the insurance company, I mean, from the mortgage company in time. So that slows down the construction, like you were experiencing. And then... I have to go back, and they and then the insurance company says, well, your mortgage problems aren't our problems. Well, certainly they are, because when you insured the house, the mortgagee is an additional insured, Chase or whoever, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Mm -hmm. and everybody else. So they know that they're involved. So I have to force them, and it it sometimes gets very difficult to get them to extend their living expenses because they can't live in the house.
2: Exactly, and that's exactly what happened with this this, um, single dad. Actually, they ran out of money to pay him for his lodging, I think it was in November. So he had to pay November, December, and I finally, finally it, I think um, at the end of January, we were able to get in the home. Not because it, the construction took so long, it's because they didn't send the money in time.
0: It's very challenging, and it's... Um the insurance companies try to push it back off, saying, "Well, your mortgage issues aren't our mortgage issues, and I have to explain no more. Well, they're on the policy, so it is your issues, and it's not our fault that you know the mortgage company tries to hold to that money and increase their balance sheet that month."
2: It's a it, it's it's a it's an evil syndrome. But, you know, we've got good people like Brian here out leading leading the fight. That's right. Well, people like you, too, Mr. Troubleshooter. Well, you know, don't get me started on a personal issue because <laughs> stuff like that, and Brian knows, I get, I get deeply involved in this because I don't feel that they are doing the right thing and they're screwing around with the homeowner. And wasting my time and my money. Well, that's
3: the kind of guy I want. You two guys. That's what I want. All right. That's what I want. All right,
1: we're gonna get more fired up right here after the break. We're all charged up. It's always been we're all
2: charged up, as Sean would say. We'll be right back.
1: The real estate market in Arizona is forever changing as your home buying and selling needs change through life you need a realtor that understands the market. Realty Executives has over 50 years of experience providing cutting-edge service and support for all their clients and was ranked a top 25 real estate company in the U.S. Whatever your real estate needs are, you need to contact Rainbow Wheeland, your Realty Executives expert. Call today, 520-818-8933, or find them on the web at phoenixrealtyexecutives.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on-site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? We will, we will. Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com.
6: Clothes dryers are one of those modern conveniences that can easily be taken for granted. But don't let that warm air meant for your clothes heat up the wrong things. I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and I'll share some dryer safety tips right after this. Visit homeowner.com now
7: and enter the Win Danny and his crew contest brought to you by Leviton. You could win a visit from Danny and the gang. They'll spend the day helping you take care of those pesky repair and maintenance chores that keep piling up, and you'll have a star role in a special episode of the Today's Homeowner TV show. Enter now at today'shomeowner.com slash win danny. No purchase necessary, open to legal residents of the United States, 21 years of age or older. Void war prohibited. Promotion ends 214-16. For official rules and complete details, visit
6: TodaysHomeowner.com slash rules. Every year, tens of thousands of homes are damaged by fire started by a clothes dryer. In most cases, it's because the dryer has not been properly cleaned. If you own one of these appliances, here are a few safety tips to follow. Always clean the lint screen before or after each load of clothes. Replace plastic or foil accordion style ducting with rigid metal ductwork disconnect, clean, and inspect the dryer duct and venting every other year. Keep the area around the dryer clean and free of clutter. Clean behind the dryer where lint can really build up. Install a smoke detector in or near your laundry room. And finally, never let a dryer run when you're not at home or while you're asleep. I'm Danny Clifford with tips for today's homeowner.
5: This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network.
2: All right, we are back, and we are talking with Brian Molyneux from Loss Consultants LLC, and we're talking about how to actually protect you, the homeowner, when you have a disaster or claim. You know, where, you know, whether it be, you know, any disaster, water, water and fire are probably, um, probably the two most uh, issues that people deal with. Wouldn't you say, Brian?
0: I would think so. Yeah, in this area, and occasionally you get the monsoons, and you get you know roof damages and things but the primary is uh water damage yeah. and fires.
2: You know one of the things too that actually uh, we had you know we always talk about the big the big hailstorm of 2010 when uh it roofers were in their ecstasy for a year and a half two years of replacing roofs because there were there were roofs all over the place that needed to be fixed. But there were there's isolated pockets of bad monsoon weather that had hailstorms uh one I think was um over that we're working with a, a client over on, we're going to do a roof over on, I think it was like 55th Avenue and Thunderbird um, last fall. And the people in it, the whole street, like you had said, the whole neighborhood was getting roofs done. And it's just, it, it, it's all, it's purely subjection. It's purely it's up to, like you say, it's up to the appraiser who looks at it. If they don't see it, they're not going to write it up. But you know, um, You know, I think these people, they must be part of that class that you said. They went to, they said, well, let's not spend this money. Let's deny, deny, deny. I mean, you know. It's easier
0: to say no and try to repair it and minimize their costs than it is to do the right thing. You know, And nobody wants a roof with uh, mismatching shingles or tile. Nobody wants a roof that um, is not the way it was prior to the loss. You, you, You have to be put back whole. So if your roof was matching, they can't come in and say, "Okay, I have one right now where they said same thing was a little microburst storm, and they want to replace eighty-five shingles. They're all loose, and the shingles are twelve years old. You're not going to match it.
2: You're not going to match twelve-year-old so, shingles.
0: So then, if that person wanted to go and sell their home, they would take a big hit, sure, on the appearance.
2: Absolutely, if anybody
0: bought it. So. I'm fighting with the insurance company on that right
2: now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just so frustrating. And you know, and the one thing too is uh, you talk a lot about you know um, some of these fire damages that happen. You know, like we said in, in uh, before the break, you know, you see of some there's a fire almost every night somewhere. You see it on the news the next day. I mean, it's just it's especially rid- this time of year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, what is it? What is it about this time of the year that there are more fires than? Than other times. Well, I mean, it's not even hot outside. After
0: the holidays, um, money's tight for a lot of families. So things don't get repaired around the house as quickly as normal. That's one issue. Um, Heating systems are now being used that weren't being used in, you know, December and January. Yeah, that's true. So maybe issues with that. And that seems to be just overloading electrical over the holidays, things like that.
3: It's drier, too. Does that have anything to do with anything?
0: I don't think so. Yeah. I no.
3: Think so. Yeah.
2: No. I just think, I think he's right. I think because of the um, heating equipment that's being used sometimes, mm-hmm, and that's why we say sometimes you know everybody likes to get you know in another month or two we're talking about getting your AC service, but you know sometimes you should also get it checked out in the fall before you get ready to turn your heat on because sometimes there could be issues. And again, like we were talking with Sean uh, last hour. It could be an electrical issue that you're unaware of because it's an inert thing, but if it's causing heat. I mean, think about this. How often do you actually go as a homeowner? I mean, the most that you may do is open up the panel door and look at the breakers. You're not going to go take that inner panel off and look and see what's going underneath because as the typical homeowner doesn't know what he's looking at. But if there is something that arced behind that panel... And you don't know it, you know, fire, you know, could start, you know, God forbid. And, you know, you could lose your life. You could lose, you know, your your belongings. And then it's called let's let's go through this rigmarole and this thing with the with the insurance companies, especially it's not bad enough that they're traumatized from the disaster. Now they're getting traumatized by the insurance company.
0: It's never easy.
2: You know, and it's just like um, it's just like I was talking last hour. You know, you get on the phone and you're talking to these people and all they know how to do is just read a script. And that's all they're doing. They're reading a script. And like, can I please, can I please talk to a human that has a brain?
3: It, well, isn't that another thing is the lack of qualified employees for these insurance companies? Isn't that it? It's hard to find
0: good people. There you go. There is an old saying. You can't get good people anymore. Well, they think they're qualified because they trained them. You've got to understand, most, most insurance companies, when, and a lot of insurance adjusters that stay with one insurance company for their career, they've only been trained one way by that particular insurance yeah, yeah. carrier. Mm-hmm. So I've had meetings with adjusters, and I say, well, what about this item? And that item? We don't pay for that. Why? It's from the loss. I don't know. My supervisor said we don't pay for that. Yeah. I said, well, you better get them on the phone or get them out here because we got a problem. (laughs) Really? Really? Isn't that it? So each individual insurance company trains their people. Now, some of them move around eventually, but uh, then they need to be retrained because everybody has their own different format. There's no universal way to do it. There should be, but there isn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, they train their people and And it comes down to matriculation sometimes. When I worked for an insurance company 25 years ago, I had a claim and they said, you need to deny it. And I said, well, it's covered. And they said, you don't get it. We don't pay those claims. We get too many of them. We deny them. And I said, well, what happens? And they go, well, 50% of the people come back and complain. We'll deny them again. 20% will seek help, meaning a public adjuster or an attorney. We'll pay those and we save millions of dollars. That's the way it did is.
3: is. Doesn't that say it all, Steve? It's like, uh, we're not paying it, but it's covered.
2: Well, you, Well, that, that's what wow. I'm saying.
0: They, they put it in a gray area. Say it's in a gray area. We could rule either way. On these, we all rule this way. Yeah. So they wow. self-define their own justification for their it, own gray their positions. area. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it just gets to be so frustrating. You know, you, you're paying for service that something needs to be done, and then before you know it, you know you're you're dealing with these issues that like i said you're you're traumatized from the disaster now you're getting traumatized from you know the insurance company and it's just like you know can somebody please can i just get through this you know and just have the right people to help me you know it's amazing that you know um you know you see certain people or certain contractor people that um you know they're just i don't know I don't know how anybody could not take it personal, I really don't because it's it's like i mean and with all the people that you see and all the wrong that you see being done, i mean you you must go home at night sometimes talking to yourself
0: yeah, sometimes <laughs> and on that subject of contractors, the insurance company have what they call preferred vendors, which are contractors that probably do ninety nine point nine percent of their work mm-hmm. for insurance companies so that becomes another adversarial to someone like me because when I go out there, they're trying to support the insurance company's position to only paint one wall in a room instead of all four that they can match the paint or repair a floor rather than replace it or repair a cabinet. And um, so that becomes a problem too, because then the insurance company comes back and says, well, our contractor will do it for that. Well, it can't be done. So, and, so I pushed the issue on larger claims and said, okay, I'll have my client hire them. But you cannot pay them one cent more than their estimate. I don't care what they say, how they jump up and down later on, because if they do get the job, then they supplement it. They just say, oh, we didn't realize this. We didn't realize mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, the insurance company still thinks they're getting a good job from their preferred vendor. So there are those issues as well. But talking about electrical for a minute, that is becoming a real issue because you're getting, I see a lot of these house, the? it's interesting how one thing cascades from another, but you're getting a lot of these houses that are getting flipped. They're buying them low, putting a little money into them and selling them higher. problem is they're not permitting a lot of the work. They're not, they're just doing the minimum. And I've seen several fires that's come out of poor electrical. Now the new owner has no recourse because they bought the house as is. And then the insurance company, if you don't have the right, like if you don't have enough code coverage or things like that, you got a problem because the city can come in and say, all right, rewire the whole house. This thing's a mess. This thing's been too many junction boxes. Oh my God. The other. And I had a fire just recently and the electrical inspector. Turned down the inspection on the electrical because the GFI circuits weren't labeled. Wow! Every circuit that's on the GFI, if it didn't have the little GFI tag on the plug, turn it down. So, it's- talking
2: about getting picky. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: but it's a real problem with the electrical.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, it's it's all who's doing the inspection. And you know, one of the good things you should probably do is when you do, and we are talk about this on the other side of the break of getting a qualified inspector to go in and inspect the home before you start flipping it, which is good. And we'll talk about that right after the break. Don't go away. Have you been looking for
1: information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network, your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age.
5: Good morning, honey. It's the weekend, and you know I have a long list of things that need to be done around the house. You know, some of them are a little bit complicated. Do you think you can handle the list?
1: Sure, honey, no problem. You know I've been doing repairs around the house for years.
5: I know, but sometimes you could be dangerous with tools. Remember the time you tried to change the water heater and put in a new one? That was the great flood of 2015. I don't want that disaster to ever happen again at our house. Maybe we should start listening to that contractor who's on the radio, Steve DeBell. He has a show called Image Home Improvement Live.
1: Well, I don't know everything about our home, so maybe a little education can do us both good. Where can we find the show?
5: Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.
1: Get your weekly dose of home improvement every Saturday morning on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Don't be a homeowner who's dangerous with tools. Call in with your questions. 480-421-0640. How many times have you had a plumbing emergency and didn't know who to call? When small problems become Ah. big emergencies... You need to call the experts at Curry Plumbing, a family-owned business with 25 years' experience. No job is too small or too large, and the work gets done right the first time, every time. Services include repair and replacement of leaky faucets, broken garbage disposals, water heaters, water softeners, and much more. Curry Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 623-587-0234 or check them out on the web curryplumbing.com Summit Funding, the home loan experts. Their company mission is to change people's lives by fulfilling their dreams of homeownership. Whether you're looking to purchase now or in the future, Summit Funding is here to help with a variety of loan and down payment assistance programs. Let us educate and guide you through the home loan process with offices in Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale, Chandler, and Tucson. There's one near you. Learn more, call today. 520 495 or find them on the web at summitfunding.net
7: Hi, this is Skip Bedell
5: and Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show Catch a Contractor We catch contractors that have
1: left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects and if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home
5: Improvement Live every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network (laughs)
2: All right, we are back and we are here. We, you know, Blade, you know, we do such a great service here every week, especially this week is very special because, you know, when we talk about electrical issues uh, with Sean, as well as, you know, some of these disasters that Brian has to deal with when it comes to insurance companies, um, it's probably two of the most important things when you think about what could go wrong in your house and to also make sure that in the event that you do have a disaster that you know what to do. And I think a lot of times, and I'm I'm sure that we're all probably um, we've all probably done this, you know, we've got our insurance company from the house and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, you haven't looked at it and who knows how long. Okay. And then all of a sudden something happens. That's why, you know, when people say, you know, to get, uh, you know, a yearly or maybe a two year review, of your insurance policy because things change that you should really do it. Don't ignore it and just say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, it's okay, you know, because then all of a sudden something happens, and then you do, oh, crap, look what I'm not going to get back. And now if I would have done it, you could have made adjustments along the way. You know?
3: Um, How my- I'm sorry, Steve, aren't they required to let you know if there's any kind of adjustments made, the insurance people?
0: They do. The, on your renewal, you'll get a letter and maybe one page and say, these policy conditions have changed. Yeah. Here's your n- renewal policy. But if you don't look at it. Yeah, you got to You may at be it. giving up coverage that they arbitrarily changed for everybody. Well, and now you have to purchase.
3: So they're allowed to change anything whenever they want, basically, what uh, it comes down to. As
0: long as it's within the parameters of the state insurance commissioner, yeah. uh, which pretty much usually m- most things are. Or um, they may raise your deductible or want to raise your deductible and give you that option. The biggest problem I see is when people buy a home, they don't know what they bought in certain respects. You buy a home and the carport was changed to a garage or there was an add-on room in the back or add-on room to the side of the house. Then you have a, say you have a fire. You don't have code coverage. City comes in to inspect and says, you know what? We don't permit was never pulled to change the carport to a Mm -hmm. garage. Yeah. Tear it down. Start over. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have coverage for that, that can be very pricey. I I doubt the previous homeowners will tell you they did that either. Will they? Yeah. But there's and I think this comes back to if you're going to buy a home, have it inspected and have that researched. Yeah. Yeah. Have that research and make sure you have that coverage in place if you ever have a problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. Because you can
0: go to the most cities, and you can get what has been done to that house permitted. Then you can look at the house and say, "Okay, that room was never permitted, that garage was Mm. never permitted," and go from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you see that a lot too. Too, you know, because when we go out, and um, the one thing that you've got to actually make sure of is that the home is actually. Like if we go out to do a room addition or a remodel, one of the things that we go back and do is make sure that other things that we think were added were permitted, you know, and a lot of times you'll find that they're not. And and um, a a carport change to a, a garage is a perfect example. Somebody will go in there and they'll think, oh, yeah, I can do this. So they'll throw up a wall on the side, and then they'll just throw in a garage door, and then before you know it, hey, I got my garage now. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that's the end of the road because, like, if you go to sell a house and somebody really starts to go through it's, it, it and get picky. Um,
0: well, I, I have a fire right now where the garage was, the uh, carport was changed to a garage. The homeowner bought those permits in, like, 2010, 2000. About 2010, he did it. Did all the work, but he never called for inspections. He never completed the permit, but he completed the work. Then he had a garage fire in 2012. Insurance company sent out a contractor who fixed it all for him. They never pulled a permit. Oh, okay. Because they probably checked the city and found out that permit was never closed out for the garage. Knew they were going to have problems. So they never, So this is the insurance company's guy that doesn't pull permits. Now he has a bad fire in 2016. Go to pull the permits, city inspector comes out and goes, this was never closed out. Dig out the footings for me, open up these walls, and we'll see what needs to be done. Wow. So everybody's trying to find a way around it, but at the end of the day, if you do end up with a problem, you may have a big problem.
2: Well, it's amazing. Yeah, it's and again, it's it's the person that's doing it, knowing it, because obviously he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna raise his hand and say, "Hey, you know, look what happened," because then the insurance company's going to turn right, around, you right. know, and you know, and it's a bad thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because I know that but we've he had seen coverage
0: it. for it. He had he had no it. coverage, so he would have been able to get it all done right on the second fire first fire, but that contractor wanted it. Probably go smooth and real profitable, so he never pulled the permits, even though they did electrical work yeah. and other things.
2: It's amazing, you know. You, you see that in the one thing that I know Brian has seen this too is that you turn around, and, you know, these um, people that are used consistently for disaster and renovation and, and these types of repairs. When these some that work for the insurance company, they're um, notoriously lower. Than average per- people to go in there like me that actually does renovations and and repairs and stuff like that. And besides that, because they're getting fed by the insurance companies, that they've got so much, they get so much business from them. They're get- they're not gonna they're not gonna ruffle the hand that feeds them. They're just gonna go out and they're gonna do everything that they're supposed to do, and they get their check, and they just wait for the next job to come in. You know, so it it becomes an evil syndrome, really. It's you know, a, it's a, and, it's, and it's tough for guys like me to get that type of work.
0: Yeah, it's not fair at all. It's it, yeah. they, they do it by volume and doing a yeah. minimum.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. All right, when we come back, we got a couple more things we're to talk with Brian about. And if you are having some issues with uh, your home, uh, Brian is your guy that you need to have come out and take a look at it because uh, you need somebody standing in the gap, as we say. And uh, Brian is the, is the person for you to uh, relieve some of that brain damage, so don't go away. <laughs> in this high-tech world of stock market trading, you need an edge to compete and grow. Here's Gabe Assour about how you can get that edge. It's called the Robotic Trader.
6: The Robotic Trader, it, it's fully automated. It, it starts in the morning at 9.30 for you automatically. It looks at 8,000 equity symbols in 22 seconds. It will execute the buy and the sell automatically. Take your profits, put it in your account, and it shuts itself off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Do what I did. Get the Robotic Trader and get your edge today. Call today,
1: 623-271-2638, or find them on the web at roboticreturns.com. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies, three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Everyone enjoys a fireplace
6: during the winter, but safety has to be a priority. I'm Danny Lifter with tips for today's homeowner.
1: Stay
3: tuned
6: and we'll talk about keeping your fireplace or wood stove properly maintained this winter right after
7: this. Visit Today's Homeowner.com now and enter the Win Danny and his crew contest brought to you by Leviton. You could win a visit from Danny and the gang. They'll spend the day helping you take care of those pesky repair and maintenance chores that keep piling up. And you'll have a star role in a special episode of the Today's Homeowner TV show. Enter now at todayshomeowner.com slash danny. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of the United States 21 years of age or older. Void war prohibited. Promotion ends 2
6: 16 For official rules and complete details, visit todayshomeowner.com slash rules. If enjoying the warm glow of your fireplace or wood stove plays heavily in your winter plans, a visit from a chimney suite probably should too. If you didn't get it inspected before the heating season started, then do it now. The greatest concern is creosote, which is a byproduct of burning wood. It builds up in the chimney or flue and it poses two different problems. First, this pasty black substance is not only flammable, it can be explosive. Second, besides the threat of a fire or explosion, a creosote-clogged chimney or flue can fill your home with carbon monoxide. And while this gas is both odorless and invisible, it's also very deadly. So enjoy the fireplace, but prevent those potentially dangerous situations by having your chimney or flue clean today. I'm Danny Lippert with tips for today's homeowner.
1: I got this little uh, fixer-upper house I bought about five years ago, and uh, I haven't done anything to it, like, in five years, you know, so now it's like a little knocker-downer house. <laughs> I mean, even if I had the time, I'm not good with the tools. You know, Bob Vila, remember that show, This Old House? That guy could fix anything. I would watch that and go, oh, my God, you know, he's great. Now, if I had a show, if I had a show, it'd be called This Fat Check. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. I'll be writing out a big fat check to my contractor.
2: (laughs) And, you you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a big fat check from your contractor, especially if the work gets done right. So, I mean, I love big fat checks because they, you know, we're probably doing a big fat remodel, you know, but uh, some of these other people that get big fat checks don't do the work that they're, they're required to do. And that's when, you know, we have these issues and, uh, you know, w- probably one of the things that's just as frustrating as the disaster that struck that the insurance company's not paying you for is that when they do have somebody come in, then they don't do the job to your standard or to your liking. And then you've got to fight the insurance company. You've got to fight the contractor because they, they need to do, you know, they need to make you whole and happy. You know, that's the other thing. You don't want to make you whole like it was before, but you want to make sure that it's not like somebody came in and did bad drywall or bad, you know, uh finish carpentry or something like that to where it looks like somebody tried to fix it and now your home looks like crap. You know, it's just it's it. – you've got to be able to go back in there and actually make sure that the people that are doing it. And that's one thing that – you I think is a public adjuster cuz y- you're not beholden to any one contractor
0: no no uh, I don't have divided, divided loyalties here my loyalties are the, to the policyholder that retained me and one of the key things is is pre-loss condition that home should be restored to the pre-loss condition it should have anything that was been matching roof tile flooring needs to be put back the same way and if it means that It's continuous floor tile and tiles damaged in one area. It's all got to be replaced to match. You can't have mismatching tile or mismatching roof or any of that. And that's that's the biggest. Insurance companies go, we only owe you for the damaged item. No, you owe us for pre-loss condition. Condition the house was prior to the loss. Now, if the house had mismatching tile, then they got an argument. But if it didn't, they owe it. And it becomes a battle.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. It's because you can only you know we go out and try and match tiles during a remodel, but most of the time when you do that, you're you're in a house that probably has you know maybe eight, ten, twelve years or maybe longer. Tile in the house There's no way you're going to match it. They change those
0: tile lots every three, four years. Oh uh, yeah,
2: it's like that old thing when you used to try and put paneling up in your house. Said so, you know two, three years the paneling's gone. I've For, had them forget where,
0: it. I've had them where they the bottom cabinets got wiped out from water. But the top ones are fine, but you can't match them. You can't buy matching cabinets anymore. Then the insurance company says, We only do for the damaged ones. No. And I've actually gone and had a realtor look at the house and say, OK, if I put this cabinet below and leave those cabinets up, how much is it going to decrease the house value? And normally it's more than the cabinets cost. Oh, and yeah. you have to submit that back to the insurance company and say, Wait a minute. Pre-loss condition. They all match. They need to
2: match. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen that too where a homeowner has actually gone back and um, they fought actually. We've actually gone back and, uh, you know, we've actually – the good thing about it was that they would – first of all, they wouldn't go for new cabinets. And the second of all, okay, so what they did to go for is they said, well, we'll replace the cabinets like a section of it. And this was a modest kitchen. But the one thing that they did go for is they went for refinishing,
0: so that they at so they that at least
2: they all match. So we, and plus with a little you know we did a little extra you know trim work and you know uh, a scroll here and stuff like that. So this way it looked it looked able, like a little more custom. But she they we made her whole you know so we were able to work with the parameters that we were with because she got, actually got tired of fighting with the, with the insurance company. So we had to live with that and then when they she told me what they were left with, I'm like,
0: one of the hardest oh well. things is to uh if you have granite and you have to change out the cabinets, they will always want to save the granite. And I'd say eight times out of ten it breaks trying to remove it.
2: Oh my god, or yeah. Or it'll
0: break the cabinets.
2: Yeah, I mean granite's very tough to remove. I know when we do some full kitchen uh restorations and put new cabinets in if they have granite already it's very difficult to get it out and i think bill the last one i got i was doing pretty well it was a fairly big kitchen we actually got three out of the four pieces out whole the only one we couldn't get out was a corner one because we couldn't get enough screws in underneath through the sub deck to actually pop the granite out and get it out in one piece but we were able to save a good chunk of it which uh we sent over to our good friends over at Stardust Building Supplies, along with some of the cabinets that they had. And um, we were able to keep it out of the landfill. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, even the adjusters, they think, oh, yeah, you could save it. No, you can't. Sometimes you just can't get it up. It's not that easy. You know, you might get lucky. You pray that the guy who put the granite down only put a couple of globs of adhesive down instead of, like, Getting, going overboard, because if you went overboard, the chances of getting it upper, you could be driving screws up in that cabinet, plus you don't have a lot of room underneath there. You take the drawers out, take the stuff out of the bottom shelf. You could only get so many screws up in here before you run out of room, and if it doesn't pop, you're just out of luck. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a real problem. You know, so. But um, what would you say would be the bet? what would be a good guideline for a homeowner, who's had a disaster and has started the process with the insurance company, and then they're starting to uh, actually starting having problems with the claim. When, when is that point that they should say, you know, I've had enough, I need to call Brian?
0: As soon as it gets to the point where they're not happy, because then it then it becomes very frustrating. If someone waits two, three months to call me, they're already... In trauma. They're, oh, my they're God. Upset, yes. They're mad and they want a quick resolution. And may, I may not be able to do it as quickly as they like at that point because I have to undo everything that's been done and, you know, rework the claim and go back through the entire claim. Meanwhile, the adjuster thinks he's got most of it settled. And the problem is they will um, insurance companies tend to drag it on a little bit in the beginning. Say, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And then, then when you get their yeah, estimate, don't worry, then when you get their estimate, you're like. Wait a minute i, I can 't fix this for that, and then then the battle starts so it's when you when you start to feel a little uncomfortable, I had a client call me from Los Angeles. They own an auto repair shop been there twenty five years um, had a fire, very bad fire in their office where all their kept all their diagnostic equipment and things like that and she called me right after I was referred to her by her accountant who i 've done work for over there, and she she called me because she didn't like the two um, adjusters whispering in her presence while they were talking to her, and she kept saying to them, "What are you? What are, what are you saying to each other that you can't say in front of me?" And she just got the most uncomfortable <laughs> feeling and said, "I'm not dealing with this." And she retained me, and we're getting it settled.
2: Well, you know, see this—this this is the whole thing. You've got to make a, an educated decision that you say if you're. Lord knows that's one of the worst feelings. You know, I don't think I've ever done work for an insurance claim that after the project was finally done and the homeowner was happy that they turn around and say that they weren't going to look for new coverage somewhere else Mm -hmm, because they were so frustrated with their company. It's like, you know, you know, but on the other hand, too, we we come across this with so many different kind of companies so many different companies that they're basically, you know, they provide you know coverage, but yeah, and eventually if, you get to run out of companies. It doesn't cost. Well, yeah,
0: it doesn't cost anything for people in my profession normally that will not come out and talk to you and look it over and look over what the insurance company said and give you our advice. Yeah, that's a no obligation, free consultation. So that way you're either reinsured that hey, we think they're in line. Or we think this is not in line because, and then decisions will be made if if they need help or not. How Whatever.
3: many of those do you have a week? Do you go out on on a week? Seven or eight. Seven or eight, huh? That's terrific. No cost, huh? No cost. How about that? Yeah. See, here we are but doing then, good again. But then we
2: have, but then obviously, then you know, have to get to that point. You know, you gotta, you've got to be able to go out and, and tell them, look, this is your situation. This is what could happen. I can help you do this and get to this point. You know, and it's just a matter of, do you want to deal with this or would you rather have me deal with this and know that it's being handled? And, you know, I vote for letting Brian do it because, you know, we deal with enough. We've got We're all so busy. We've got enough issues to deal with. You have a serious claim. It's like having a second job. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to handle it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're better off Absolutely. letting Brian do it yeah. because it's your time is valuable doing what you do. Why would Lord's name, it, do you want to sit there and be on the phone for like 20 minutes and, or longer and get nowhere and I not mean, be able to do ridiculous. what you do do? Not to mention, you know, Brian brought up a very good point before we give out his contact information and wrap up the show is that you don't want to go back in and turn around and say, "Okay, um we're going to be able to do this, but there's there's a time limit or there are certain laws that are out there and certain things that you don't know about as a homeowner that Brian can actually tell you that you have these legal rights or this is in a policy or just take a review of your insurance policy so you know where you're at because, you know, a lot of those insurance policies, that's why nobody goes back and checks, checks them themselves. It, they're all, you know— Hieroglyphic. There you got so much verbiage in it, just like, can you just tell me what's covered? You know, but meanwhile, they got pages on pages of stuff that probably means nothing to the average homeowner.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's too confusing for yeah, most. Yeah,
2: it is. It is. So but Brian, should, can make it, Brian can make it simple.
0: You got to get your policy reviewed by a professional every couple of years, make sure you're covered. Yeah. Make sure you have the right coverage.
2: That's right. Brian, how can our listeners contact you?
0: You can call me directly at 480-415-4382. My website is www.lossllc.com, and you can leave a message there for me as well. And I look forward to helping anyone who needs any help. All he, right.
3: He's, he, got, he's got one of those names ends in ends in, in, in an X, doesn't he? Yes. Malinox. It's,
2: it, it, yeah. it It's silent. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing, isn't it? I know. Okay. All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Make sure you can find all our shows archived on imagehomeimprovementshow.com. And Brian, thanks so much for being here. A little round of applause.
0: Thank you. It's yeah. a pleasure.
2: All right. Pleasure as usual. And, you know, Brian is uh, back in studio, but nevertheless. So we'll make sure you tune in and check out. Uh, If you're having problems, the show will be archived here in a little bit. And if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program,
1: Resistance is futile. We'll
2: see you next week.
1: You're a great American. I
3: love you.